Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Good Roller Podcast. We got a nice interview on tap for everybody, but I'm going to throw it around to the fellas here first. Rob, what's going on? Oh, I'm doing great, boys. Just rolling around the city on the wheels, you know, staying sane, crushing everything on Netflix and Hulu. So, good movie, Molly's Game on Netflix. Check it out. So, yeah. Nice, man. That's what's up. Jordan, what's been going on, man? Yeah, you know, I've been hanging out, you know, still quarantined, as Rob said, still taking walks like Rob. But I also started watching, um, I watched, started watching Ozark. Have you guys seen that show, Ozark, on Netflix? I haven't. My, uh, my parents have watched I think my brother watched a bit of it. Biz is talking about it on Chicklets, and I don't want him to ruin it. So, is it good? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's about, a, like, a couple people that launder money for a drug cartel, I'm pretty sure. If I'm only three episodes in, so, like, I think, I think that's what it is. So, yeah. Nice. Just, uh, I like Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. Bateman, so I, I do need to get into it. I got sure, some other sure stuff I gotta get into. But let's get to our guest. I am pleased to introduce our next guest to the Good Roller Pod. She is our first female guest and is originally from France. She is a part of the Palma Labeda Golden Knights women's team, as well as an assistant captain for the senior women's USA team. She has her own small business that you will start seeing around the rinks at tournaments. It's my pleasure to welcome Elisa Pogu. Alisa, oh, what's, what's going up? <laughs> Hi, guys. Can you, you can hear yeah. me, right? Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. It looks like the weather's pretty nice out there. Yeah, it's it's hot. I'm wearing a tank, and it's 90 degrees, and the pool is just teasing me right now. I just want to go in. and 90 degrees? Iced coffee. Shout out to Travel Well, Ethan. Nice. What's uh, What are you drinking on in the coffee? What kind of brew is that? It's a... Uh, a, a mochaga it's like a mushroom cappuccino i don't know it's some fancy hipster cold brew so what's uh i mean a lot of what's people it? that follow roller they follow travel well what's the so what's the difference or what do you notice the difference in that when you're drinking the regular one versus that mushroom one um i think the regular one's a little bit too sweet i think this one is just a nice uh mixture of just cream and regular cold brew so um it's just a nice mixture of everything and um, it's refreshing, and obviously I want to support Ethan, so it's just a win-win. And um, he delivers uh, around all S Southern California right now during quarantine. So thank you, Ethan. You're keeping us. Uh, He's you know, been grinding everywhere. Yeah, Dude. it's, it's insane. Like he had to take a day off last because I went to go pick up some because I went to LA and just to see some Kobe murals, and that was really cool. So those pictures um, he, are really cool. Yeah, it's unreal. They had so many. Um, obviously from the car. So, you know, keeping it safe anyway. So on the way back, you know, I told Ethan, I was like, Hey, I'm just going to stop by. Like, you don't need to come out to where I live. Cause I live kind of far. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. So I stopped by, picked it up. And he told me he took the day off cause he had been driving like six or seven days straight. So that guy's grinding. Cali yeah. traffic and everything. No, I was going to say, I'll bet there's still Cali traffic. That's why I went to LA. Cause there's literally no traffic. Like we did wow. LA, Santa Monica and Hollywood in two hours. And Holy we were God. stopping at this. Yeah. That's unheard of. <laughs> two miles in LA will take you like 20 minutes. It's the worst. So, yeah. Well, let's get into it. So I kind of touched on it. You were born in France. What part of France are you from originally? Um, I'm from the Southwest, so Biarritz is the city I'm from, and uh, it's right on the coast, so it's known for surfing, it's all about beaches and seafood, and I obviously am super thankful to be, you know, from France, but also to be from the beach, like, you know, it's pretty cool. And, uh, but the city closest to it that most folks know is Anglet, 
which uh, you okay. know some Americans have gone out there, like Brian Gans. Um, okay. Is it well, the, Will Hines? Arzak? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Arzak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I was on their women's team, but um, that's the closest city. That's that's like 15 minutes away from Biarritz. Um, yeah, so it's really nice out there. You guys need to go visit. You guys gotta go to France in general. Uh, dude, they have some amazing hockey the Cope de France you know the French league going on and mm-hmm. they have all those leagues too and we were talking to Sigmund and Kavaya the way that their leagues operate from elite league to the in one in two and in three that is I think that's so oh. cool it's and it's amazing. so well organized and I love the concept like you know if you do good and you know like you mentioned n1 or n2 then you can move up the next season and vice versa like if a, a team in elite doesn't do well then they go down a division so it's always you have to you know, it doesn't matter how you do in playoffs. You have to do well or else you're going to be booted down. So it pushes everybody because, you know, some people might not take it seriously during round. Well, I wouldn't say round robin because it's not a tournament. It's a league. Um, but, you know, some teams might fall short. And so they have to do everything they can to, you know, get back up top and try to get on to the next league. But it's really well done. Did you uh, did you start playing roller over there or did you when you came over to the States? Um, so actually I was born in France, but I was raised in the States. Um, so I was a kid, I was a baby and, um, but we speak it at home. So, you know, I was able to keep my cultural background, my roots and, um, the language. So I'm super thankful for that. And, uh, so yeah, so we, I moved here as a baby on, in Virginia on the East coast and I played or I played, I I was, uh, I was there until I was 13. In Virginia? hmm? In Virginia? Yeah, Northern Virginia, like an hour out of D.C. Cool. So went to school uh, till middle school, and then I went to Memphis for a year in wow. eighth grade. Yeah. And uh, and I was supposed to stay there, and then the whole, like, um, house market crashed, everything in 2007. So um, long story short, we moved to California because, yeah, whatever. And we moved to California in 2008 in freshman year of high school. So I've been here for – 10 plus years now already. It's crazy. Pretty awesome. Nomad. I'm all over the place. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. So let's get into your family a little bit. Like your, your dad, can you, can you tell us his name again? I always forget his name. I call him Mr. Pogu. First off, you guys are so funny when it comes to my dad. I, I heard in your so other cool. podcast that he came up like right after Winter Wars and I was just dying. Like three people texted me. was like, Hey, did you, did you listen to a podcast? I'm like, no, I haven't yet. Like it literally was like a day of, I don't know. And I was like, I'll check it out. And so it was so funny. My name does drop a lot because I have parties and stuff. So I know people come over to my house. And um, so, yeah, my dad, what was the question? Oh, yeah, his what? name. His name, <laughs> his name is John, Jean-Marie, but we call him John. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just call him John. Easy enough. Easy enough. Did uh, he play hockey too? He doesn't, which is crazy because he's all about it. But he just, he's so funny. Um. <laughs> I could play like the most boring sport and he'd probably make it intense somehow. Uh, a- you should absolutely. be Absolutely. Yeah. I was Women's told- hockey, you know, it, it has its rep, but man, he is just all in. Like he would go watch that then a pro final. I'm telling you that right now. It's did, just, uh, yeah, I, it's so funny. So did he, um, did he grow that passion from just watching you play? Yeah. Uh, well, my older brother started playing hockey and that's essentially how I started. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, so he's watched over, you know, 25 years of hockey. So it's just kind of in his blood now. And, yeah, he's part of the community, that's whether he I likes like. it or not. <laughs> what teams were you on when you were playing when you were growing up? 
so kind of all over the place. I mean, in Virginia, I was more into the house leagues, just being a younger, younger kid and just kind of exploring the sport. I was, I was really committed to soccer too. Um, and then I, I stopped soccer just because I wanted to fully invest my time in hockey. So I was in between hockey and soccer at the time, and I did a bunch of house leagues. Um, in Memphis, I did one season at ice um, in Mississippi, which was random. <laughs> but that was really a cool experience. Yeah, it's like, yeah, um, it's quite something else out there. And uh, where else? Oh, yeah, here. Duh. I started with the when I moved here, I moved to Corona, California, which is near Irvine. Yeah. And so I moved or I played with the junior ducks. Why well, I, I played with the lady ducks is what the club was called for women's. Um, and that was my first time being exposed to women's hockey. You know, on the East Coast, there was maybe like a I would honestly say maybe one or two girls. And so on the West Coast here, it was like a big wake-up call. You know, I, I, I didn't know how many w- girls were playing at the time. So I was just kind of taken back. And um, it was just like a whole new world for me and in terms of like the playing style, everything. And uh, so I played with the Lady Ducks for a year or two. And then I played uh, Junior Ducks for boys. I played Pee Wees, Bantams, Midgets. And I played Pama when I was 17. I went to Pama. Then I took a year off and played for revision with Nabil, who he had a women's team, um, with Celeste Loyato. And uh, um, I played with them and junior girls. So I've kind of been all over the place in terms of, of teams, kind of see where I fit. You know, um, when I was younger, I wanted to be fast, and I knew revision was kind of known for that game, so I wanted to be with revision. Um, but now I'm back to Palma. I was only with revision for a year, and then I went back to Palma when I was like 20 or 21. and. It's, yeah, super thankful. I love my team, and obviously we've made a name for ourselves, so it's quite been the experience for sure with them. So how did you get started playing with Palma? Did you, um, did you know any of the girls before, or how did, uh, how did that come about? Um, I didn't know any of the girls because, again, I, wasn't, I didn't know any girls in hockey, so yeah. I was literally the new girl. And my coach, Mishka Drury, he's from Canada. Yeah. He was my midgets coach, um, and so I was on the Lady Ducks, and I – it's nothing against them, but I didn't think competitively they were, you know, that, that high. So I just wanted to seek out another team, but I didn't know who to talk. I didn't know who to get in touch with. So Mishka referred me to Palma because I guess, I think he was on Reebok. You know when Reebok? Had, like, Travis yeah, yeah so. Travis No, Oylinger. Yeah, Obama, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Mishka was on that team and he's like, you know, I'm good friends with, uh, with Gerald Osserkamp and, uh, and uh, Sabraj, yeah. Nine Jar, like, I can put in a good word for you. And I was like, oh, sure. I did not know anything about Palma. So for me, I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah, sign me up. Like, I will do anything. Like, you know, I guess they had practices. It was like, they were being serious. I'm like, yeah, I want to try out. Like a legit organization taking it serious. Yeah. So Mishka's like, you know, like, they, they want to see you come out to a practice, just kind of get a feel for it. So I practiced with them one night, and Gerald Osterkamp was the coach. And Sabraj was there as well. I remember like it was yesterday because I was so nervous. And I don't know why I was nervous. I don't even know who Oster Camp was. I don't know any names. So I'm in my own world in Virginia. Like I don't know anything about pro or anything. So for me, <laughs> these names don't mean anything. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I remember I tried out or tried out. I just practiced with them. And then the next day, Sabraj was like, or Mishka's told me like the following time I saw him, he's like, oh, they liked you. They liked you. Like, you want to play with them? I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so I played with them and the rest is history. Um, so you've played with them for a little bit, for a little while now. What can you say to that, like the family culture that Palma has or like the family that they, um, they have, they have? Uh, 
I mean, I'd like to think a lot of people know the Palma family in terms of the culture that they try to implement in the roller community. But for anybody that doesn't know the Nijars, they are just the most generous. They, you know, they look out for us, but they also look out for the community. Um, so they're selfless. They, they just want to grow the sport. And obviously they do it out of love. They do it out of, um, I mean, essentially they, they built a brand. I mean, they teamed up with Flabeda hockey, so they have their own brand now. So it's Pamela beta and you know, they sell apparel. So not only have they given back, but now they're making a business out of it. So it's in a way it's, they're smart. They they're going about it the right way and they're growing the sport. But at the same time, they, they've given me so much and I can never, you know, thank them enough. And they already know that. I mean, anybody that plays for them, they, they know how grateful we're, we are. We always say, we give them a shout out. We, you know, reach out to them individually in terms of, you know, the dad or Sabraj or his mom or whoever, you know, is involved. Um, but the cultures is, at the end of the day, we're family. So I'm super, super lucky. I know everybody has their, their group. Like, you know, if you're with your team, you stick with your team. So obviously everybody's a family in hockey, but with them, like we have our team dinners, even with the men's, like it mixes. So it's, it's fun. I think these last few years we've gone, I think just because we're all getting older. So it's obviously a little bit easier um, so yeah, so when we go out, it's obviously so much fun cause we just, we support each other and we're there for each other. So I'm very lucky for that. It, it's amazing. Like to see the things that like Subraj is able to like do for you guys, like get to go skate at T-Mobile arena sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, I know they used to do some stuff with the Kings too. I don't know if you were kind of in the group when they were. Yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and it's, it's cute because his mom is a, a, a huge Kings fan cause they're based out of LA. And so before they invested in Patty. the, hmm? Patty, Patty, yeah, yeah. yeah Patty, Patty's okay. another Papa Pogu. Everybody Was knows she, Patty. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jersey. She's always wearing the Jersey. She's I love it. Yes. Yeah, she's awesome. on the bench. Patty's, Patty's awesome. So funny. Patty's OG. She's so cute. And, uh, so she's a, she was a big Kings fan. And then once the Nijars were part of the Golden Knights, she obviously couldn't leave the Kings. So I think she got a Jersey that was like half Kings, half Knights and, it's so funny. And they still have their season tickets at the Kings. So they're still supporting them, but obviously they got a root for the gold and black. So I don't, I don't blame them, but it, it's, it's awesome. They're funny. You know, and you know, I just want to, I just want to clear this. I know they have the resources to obviously, you know, make the best teams, but sometimes, you know, we, I don't know how to describe it, but like, I don't want, I feel like sometimes they get a bad rep because they stack their teams because of, you know, the resources that they have, but you know, everybody's loyal. We're, we're all there to win. And, you know, we still work hard. We still have to perform. We, we don't just go to the rink and expect to win. Like we have to work like, because we're Palma, people expect us to win. It's, it's sad to say, but it's true. So it's like, it's, it's a little bit of added pressure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Name on the back. I only played two winter national tournaments um, for Rob and, and with some of those guys. And yeah, it's, there's a little bit of pressure when you come and you put that Jersey on. Cause it's like, Oh, you're kind of expected to take care like of your business. ass better be in shape. Yeah. 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 You better be making the plays. I don't know how Rob coaches, but I know if you're not performing, you're benched like in, in terms of my team. So, you know, I don't like that people say, Oh, they, you know, they always have the best team, but it's also because we work for it. Like we have, we don't collectively play together all the time. My girls, I don't see them throughout the year. So, you know, and I know we'll get into in terms of our rivalry with rink rat, but, uh, so, but for us, we have a disadvantage. We don't get to play with our girls. So we have to step up that much more 
I mean, we know each other's playing styles, but it's, I, I know they're going to hate me for saying that, but it's a disadvantage for sure to not be able to play together all year. So it's just something that we're, I mean, we're, we're getting used to because we know each other, but it's definitely been tough in the past, especially last season. So I, I want to get into that. Cause I actually got to witness that firsthand uh, at winter nationals being in the penalty. Oh gosh. I personally think that was like, you guys were going, you guys were going hard. I want to get in that later, but kind of want to get into the Copa de France where you got yes, to play. Yes, of course. Um, you got to play with, like you said, Anglet or. Ang- yeah. So I played with two teams. I went to France for two seasons, uh, one season in Grenoble and which is on the other side of France near the French Alps. And then I played with uh, Anglet. So I wanted to just spend a year in my hometown and um, just spend time with the family and stuff. So um, I took advantage and did that. And so we went to Coupe de France for both uh, teams. And I just didn't win. Runner up in both tournaments. And <laughs> So <laughs> what's the uh, – we talked to Sigmund about it and Kavaya, you know, like – you know, kind of their experiences. What was your experience like going to that, going to play in the uh, Coupe de France? Like, so it much like fun. I mean, like we talked about it, they're so organized in France. Like, it was literally promoted professionally. It was on TV. They had news people out there. Um, they had, you know, you had to pay to get in, even for a women's game. Like, they were, try- I don't know, it was like five euros, or, but you had to get a band. Like, it was crazy. Like, That's sweet. security. It's, and you could only have a max of like, 15 to 2000 attendants. Cause it was like a small arena and, uh, they had vendors like kind of like Narch, like the, or, you know, any major pro tournament, um, sponsors and sponsor rail and stuff. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, little open bar. So it was really cool. The, the setup was unreal and they had like little halftime shows. So, um, like with the, the cheerleaders and, uh, so, you know, when you go, you're obviously like, taken back like oh my god what's what is this this is so cool like we don't get that we don't get that here you know it's even for the pro games they don't get that get that treatment which i think is super unfortunate like if we want to have our sport taken more seriously like we gotta you know maybe charge people for them to attend the game like if you go to a state wars final that game should be like that game should be paid for you see how crowded it gets Oh yeah, especially last year's on even on TV you could see the crowd all in the it's unreal. It's yeah. unreal. So I, I think, you know, to grow the game, why not just charge people? Even if it's two bucks, why not? Sure, I'm very okay. business oriented. So I always think about like how can I make money? So <laughs> Well and absolutely too. I mean like it's two bucks, but like, you know, that two bucks goes to, you know something else. One of these tournaments that can be funded. Well, you know, don't they charge for like ice junior games? Oh sometimes? yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, yeah. Oh, yeah. Triple A game. And sometimes high school sports at the. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 High school. Yeah. High school ice rinks. They're not even sanctioned through the. I don't sport. know why we don't do it. I think we're going to start doing that, guys. I think we're going <laughs> to set up a little booth. Hey. Yeah. Right. Me. On the side. Yeah. Dollars, please. <laughs> totally under the table. Yeah. But uh, no, Coupe de France, it was really cool. Um, you know, they, they had post game interviews. So it's kind of like the world, like world championships. They had a little, like, uh, uh, what's that called? Like a backdrop, you know, when you're, um, so they had that. And, uh, so they, it was this cool experience, but obviously when you lose, you're just like, oh my gosh, you're just defeated. And again, it was against the same team every time. So you're just like, are you, no. there wasn't that many women's team in, in France. So you're just like, come on, being the foreigner, you know, I'm expected to perform. And I didn't, I think I fell short in terms of me individually. So that even plays a bigger part. So it's like, man, I could have done better. You know, I, wow, didn't score a goal or whatever the case may be. So obviously, you know, you, you kind of be hard on yourself 
um, since you know there's pressure on you and you gotta, you got, you're, you're there for a reason. The team brought you out. So it's like, you know, you do your part kind of thing. <laughs> I try to actually go back cause I, I, I think Coupe de France is like a, a exception to the rule. Of, I don't think you need an X amount of games. I think you can go play and okay. I think you have to play like two or three. I don't know too much of the rules. You don't have to be there for the season. Um, so I actually try to go back like two or three years ago. Um, but I was in school at the time and I, I had like finals and, but it sucked because one team tried to recruit me. They were like from the north of France. They're like, oh, would you come to Coupe de France? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I need to redeem myself. Come on. Third time's a charm. So maybe I'll go back one day. Got to. So you guys want to get into the Palma and the kind of rink rat rivalry? You want to get into it? No. <laughs> um, I, uh, I got the, you know, I was in the penalty box recording the game, watching it, and I kind of Oh, yeah, you were streaming. Oh, man, you got like frontline action. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was cool getting to watch Osterkamp coach, you know, and getting just to see the different game. It's a different game that you guys were going hard. I did not know what to, I guess, expect going into it. And when I was watching, I was like, this is more entertaining than the pro final. Like, was, I, that, it, was that your first time watching our teams like go? Yeah. Uh, Rinkra and Palma yeah. go at it. Yeah. I was like, wow, you guys go hard. And it was just a winter nationals. So you guys both, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't wait until, you know, the, the woman's final as the damn quarantine just took over. So we'll I know, but that. talk about that. Like what is, you know, I know you guys play team USA together and yeah, guys- I, yeah, I think it's the most unique situation. I mean, anybody that can, that speaks to us, Anybody that don't doesn't know us, when they see us, they think we hate each other. Like it's a given. When we're on the rinks, we. Hate you guys are throwing punches. I hate them. <laughs> on the rink, I I don't like it. Like it's. You have to not, hate them though. Yeah. Hmm? So you have to hate them though. Yeah, like hate is stronger, <laughs> but I hate them. Like I can't stand them. And then I, it does. Like I'm a sore loser. Like if I lose, I don't want to talk to them. Like the last tournament, we they won. Winter Wars, they won. And I remember they went to the bar and stuff and I just, I couldn't go with them. I just was like, no, cause I know a hand, not a handful, but two of my teammates went and I'm just like, I can't like, give me maybe a day or two and I'll, I'll talk to you guys again. But unless I win, then I'll go talk to them. You guys want to come? Come on. Um, so yeah. So last season we were at, at each other. Uh, we, we found each other, we found each other in the, in the championship, every tournament, except for state wars. Um, most directors know our team name, so they never put us in round robin because it just messes up the rankings. Um, but at state wars, for some reason we played each other in round robin and it messed up everything. Um, so we, we didn't find, we found each other in the semis, but, uh, yeah, I mean, last season was rough. They won every tournament and it just, that hurt. I mean, the year before we won everything. So it's literally back and forth. And this year we won winter nats, they won winter war. So it's literally just up in the air this year. And with the quarantine, you know. We're, 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 so the thing is, as I mentioned before, we, we hate each other on the rink, but off the rink, we're so close. Like I talk to some of those girls every day, which is crazy. Like yeah. it's just, it's crazy. And, uh, and I'm, I don't know how to describe it because we're, we're friends off the rink, but on the rink, it's just like, you know, you just kill Competition. <laughs> so what's, what makes that rivalry so fierce? Like between you guys, is it cause you guys, you know, you guys play team USA together, you guys know each other or what, you know, what brings the best out of you guys? Why is it? all the time. And it's, I know, I don't know. I think maybe there's a little bit of history because I know, you know, some of the girls were on the original Palma team. And so maybe that fallout contributed to, you know, building tension between us. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's fun. Cause 
I love know, the rivalry. Like, I want to play them. Like, I don't want to play a weak team in the final. So for me, you know, we tell ourselves every tournament, okay, guys, we got to, you know, win every we – we take it game by game, of course, but, you know, our goal is to play Republic in the final. So for us, we're just like, we kind of got to get through every game. And it's sad to say because I, I give props to those other teams. I can't imagine, you know, a women's team that has to play Republic or Rink Rat and Lebeda um, all in one round robin. I feel terrible for them. That's got to, you know, I don't know. I, I applaud those girls that come out and still want to play and, and itch to wins because it's – for me, that would be frustrating, you know, losing. You guys are dominant time. teams. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why we have a – why we hate it? Why it's a love hate? Uh, you've been playing Team USA for a long while now, and you won in 2014. And I think did you you played in 2013 too, right? And 2012 was my first. Yeah, year. and 2012. So and uh, I was on the junior team before, so I'm kind of uh, okay. Okay, how is it playing Gabby with Vett. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, not a bit. Yeah, the junior team was a joke back then. Now it's better, but <laughs> how was it playing with the uh, you know Team USA all these years and representing the red, white, and blue? So, yeah, um, as I mentioned before, I didn't know anything about women's hockey. So for me, this whole USA was like, I don't, I can't describe it. I was like, what is this? Team USA? What? I thought that was only ice hockey. And, uh, and I remember my friend Celeste convinced me to go to Philly in 2010. Um, I was there to try out for the junior team and she was there to try out for the women's. And so um, I was, I made it. And then uh, I stuck it out for like two or three more years. And then in 2012, um, I made the women's team and have been on the team since. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just so – it's an exceptional uh, position to have because, um, you know, those tournaments, you're always finding yourself playing maybe the top best teams. Like, there's only a handful of top teams at the tournament. And so you kind of know that going into the tournament. And so even though we've won many times – you know, there's that one time that we could just fall short. Like, like we mentioned about the Pomenade, like we're USA. So everybody expects us to, you know, dominate kind of thing. And, um, but I'm super thankful. I mean, I play alongside of amazing talented women. Like their background is nothing can compare to mine in terms of like their ice background. Um, I've played ice before, but nothing to their, to their level. They've played D one, um, you know, college ice. So they know how to play the game. They have the vision. So, to be part of that group and learn from them too and be able to try to be an example and, you know, just be a leader. Um, I don't take it for granted for sure. I, I want to play as long as I can and before I settle down. But for now, I think that we're only starting. We're, you know, on our way to our fourth uh, straight win. Um, we won the last three years. So, you know, we want to, we want to go, we want to keep winning. Like year, why, yeah. why stop? It's addicting. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, we last year, I mean, Dwyer, you know, last year was wild. Back to back gold. Like we beat Czech and then you guys beat Czech. Like that's perfect. Like it's so the, it was the place so, was like sold out for your guys' game, like before our game even started. That game was that was a fun game. It was to watch. insane. Yeah. I, I couldn't get back in the building. Like it was oh, that it was crazy. Oh my god, it was the biggest cluster ever. But uh and, but yeah. Tell us a little bit about Barcelona because we had all we all of our games were late. All of our games were like nine o'clock. The sun was down. You guys had like crazy early morning games mm -hmm. and like other stuff going on. Yeah. Or, was it? I don't think it was your game. Was it a game after or before yours where like a goalie passed out or something <laughs> like that? I know. I when people told me they were passing out, I was like, "What?" Like, come on, <laughs> I'm so mean. But then, <laughs> but then. I remember there was a game we played semis against 
was it? I think it was semis against Spain. And Spain, I have yeah. never sweated so much in my life. Like it was unhealthy. Like you mentioned, like the goalie passing out, like it was legit. And I think who was, it? I don't, I know the goalie from France was on the, on the verge of passing out. Cause um, it was crazy. Oh, they were Finland. Wasn't it Finland or, or um... I don't know who they were playing against, but they were up. And then, cause the French goalie was killing it. And then the last like five minutes, he couldn't, he couldn't stand up. So he sw- he called himself off and it almost, I want to say almost, I think it co- cost them the game because it was like three, zero or three, one. I think it was Italy to be honest, cause Italy wasn't that strong. And then they came back, it was three, two. And I could see the coach like looking at the goalie, like, are you good? Are you good? Yeah. He was like, I can't get, I can't go. And then, and then Italy scored again. It was three, three. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And you have the assistant coach with like his paper, like doing this to the goalie. It was crazy. And it, I, yeah, that, that, that part sucks. Like the city, not, obviously Barcelona was unreal, yeah, but yes, I think I was going to say for being a goalie, you must've been dead, huh? <laughs> well, Jenny and I, uh, I mean like we split, all the games up till the championship. So like we were okay. And after we got, you know, a couple practices under us, like we, we were kind of like, yeah, all right. Like I, I see where our threshold is. And if we're switching or, you know, if we're, if we're splitting games, like, yeah. we'll be all right. and then that gave the chance for Chinny to be fresh for the whole championship. And he's throwing up donuts, you know, just like, just like Jetta. I think, I think Jetta might've let one in, but man, wasn't, wasn't Jetta doing like heat training or something like that? Doing heat training? Somebody told me that Jetta was Wouldn't doing surprise like me. training leading up to like Barcelona because she knew how hot it was going to be. Because she's over rocket scientist. So I mean, <laughs> that girl works so hard, man. She, yeah. You talk about athlete. She is an athlete. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you see the way she performs too. I mean, I I don't want to think about the day when she says, "Hey guys, I can't play USA." I'm like. <laughs> That'll be – she saves our ass, you know, more than more than enough. So, we'll – Dude, that game against Spain, like, you guys capitalized a lot on your chances, but she yeah. was getting peppered. Yeah. Like, I was in the stands for that game, and I was sitting, I think, kind of close to her mom. I was sitting with my parents, and it was like, oh, man, it was, it was intense. She well, was just standing is, on her head. Spain is getting better as each year goes by. I remember when we were – I was in France in 2014, and Spain was considered – you know, like an easy game, you'd be like, Oh, okay. We play Spain. And it, you know, it's terrible to say that, but you know, it's sometimes you just got to speak facts. And, um, I remember we beat them pretty easily. And then, you know, each year they kept getting better and it was the same roster. It wasn't like they changed a lot of the roster, but I don't know, their training must've changed. And, you know, maybe some of the girls took their offering training more seriously, but, um, then they had their goalie and she was unstoppable. And we, we lost our first round Robin game ever for a USA game to Spain. And, it was like a wake up call. We're like, Holy crap. And we played them in the finals and it was scary. Cause we're like, you know, you get that fear built in your head that you lose a, to a team. You don't want to lose again, obviously. So, um, they get better each and every year. And I love that. I love that. I love that teams are getting better and it makes international play that much more interesting. And, you know, you never know what you're up against anymore because teams are just improving that much more. Well, to that point, when teams are improving, you get to see how much um, how much they're playing or how much more people are getting into the sport and stuff, how much the sport is growing out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's only better for the, for the game. Before it was, you know, like I said, only a handful of teams that were getting better, and now there's other teams that are slowly creeping up. And, 
you got to watch out for them. But I love that. That's, that's the whole point of the game is to have as much competition as possible. And it makes winning that much more rewarding for sure. I was amazed at how passionate people in Spain are for the sport of roller hockey. How passionate uh, people are in Europe, to be to be honest. That, that, Absolutely. Yeah. And they and have I mean, the, European, uh, the European Cup or the European League there. That yeah, the Euro, the Euro Cup. They have so many Euro tournaments Cup, yeah. out there. Yeah. It's, how do you guys think about leagues? Like, you know how we do tournaments, they do leagues? Yeah. I love it. Um, I think it's, it's kind of similar to like AIHL and PIHA, right? Yeah, we all we play PIHA and it's – Or it, PIHA. Yeah, yeah, wherever you're at, you know, it's different. But <laughs> I think it's – it's cool if it's done the right way, you know, it's fun and it's cool if it's done the right way. Um, AIHL was fun when I played AIHL in the beginning, it was a lot of fun. It was a little different. Fun. Which AIHL team were you on? What was it like the mayhem mile high mayhem? Were you on the mayhem? Cause then yeah. there was the talents and that's yeah, like what I played a little bit with, with Frank and Jordan. Yeah. AIHL lasted like one year here. Yeah. It wasn't long here. Um, I did like AIHL. I played AIHL like minors and it was so much fun. Yeah, but it's also, you know, I love the tournaments too because you go to the tournaments and you actually you get to see like we got to meet your dad, you know, we got to meet yeah. these people. We don't, we wouldn't get to do that all the time, you know. But if it's done the right way, you know, it could be great. The thing is too, I mean, like you you got a league in each country over there. You got a Spain league, you got a French league, you got an Italian league, and those countries are vastly smaller than our big country and so the travel for those those leagues is, is, is more realistic yeah yeah it's not minimal but I mean like you, you those guys take like bus rides and I know there's a couple teams in Spain that have to get on planes to go places but I mean you know for us to for the U.S. to have a league for where all these guys are at and guys are playing ice and things like that I think I think logistically that's kind of one of the major um roadblock so we'll see we'll see what um the nrhl is able to do once uh once things kind of go back to normal and things can get going because it would be really cool to see a league be able to be sustained here in the states i think it would offer um a lot of a lot of good opportunities when the window is right and interesting to see when when that kind of comes back up how it all plays out yeah nye what's your thought on it what do you think about it I agree. I think it's, it's really tough, especially, you know, flights are so expensive. People, people from Europe think that they're amazed whenever, you know, they say like, Oh, you haven't been in, I've been in New York, but just to give you an example, like you haven't been in New York. Like, and I'm like, man, traveling to New York is just as much as going to Barcelona. Like flights can be so expensive sometimes. So, you know, like there too. And like anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it just not, it's not as easy as most folks think. And so, um, to kind of what you're, you said, Dwyer, it's, it has to be sustainable. So, if, you know, that national league you're talking about, if it really does happen, um, you know, for how long, maybe only for a year, you know, I think one of the benefits of Europe is that I know the government helps a lot in terms of money, in yeah. terms of funding. And so, um, like you mentioned, it's, they're smaller countries, so it's more feasible. Um, so here just, you know, everybody has to, Again, everybody that's committed wants to play. They'll play, but sometimes the finance aren't there, and it's it sucks. You know, those players that want to play and have the level but just can't afford it. It's it's obviously heartbreaking, but yeah, we definitely got to find a way to, you know, make money, make it happen. Well, speaking of finances and making money, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about Be So Be Ju? 
Say it again. Be so biju. How do you say it? That's what I thought it was too. Okay, I'll say it French and then I'll say it in English. It's bisou bijou. And then in French it's, or English, it's bisou bijou. We're trying to do way too cool with it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, so I started my own little jewelry company last year. And um, so check it out, Bizu Bijou. If you guys want to follow me on Insta, it's on there. You have a Facebook um, or a Twitter? I do. Uh, Twitter, mm, I'm still working. But Facebook, yes. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started a company. And anybody that knows me knows I love accessorizing. I love these are little bizu bijou. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have to make this a little ad, you know, just for the, the earrings. Um. So yeah. So I I love it so far. I mean, I've always been into marketing. I I, I learned business in school. That was, that's my degree and everything. So um, I got my MBA and um, so I love it. All aspects of it, whether it's you know training your employees, uh, you know the money aspect of it, you know business is you could, there's so many fields in business. So, um, and I love it. I have a passion for it and I love, I love money. Let's be real. I think I, I, anybody would be lying if they said they don't like money. So for me, I, I like having that side hustle and, and, and it's fun for me. It's not, honestly, it's not work. So, um, I'm having fun. I'm learning. Um, I'm learning new things like, you know, coding, like all this website crap that I don't know about, but <laughs> it's been quite the journey and everybody's been so supportive, including you guys. So, uh, thank you so much. And um, I'm definitely, definitely excited for what the year has to come. So I'm just trying to be creative and um, try to try to stand out from everybody else. So it's fun. Well, I know we got some fellas listening. Fellas, if you need some accessories for your gal. I do. I do. Yeah, and check I, it out. I, yeah. If you subscribe. And actually, no, what's really cool, I'll be honest, um, because I felt, you know, with the quarantine, I didn't feel comfortable promoting my jewelry because right now it's not really a necessity. Um, and I just felt, you know, people are going through hardships right now. So it just didn't feel right. And, um, but I found a way to just, you know, try to give back to the community. So anybody that purchased something, 15% of that sale does go to United Way of LA. Um, nice. so, yeah, so I, I'm doing my best to give back. So, um, just know that if you do purchase something, I do give back. Um, so I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, making, trying to do my best as a small business to kind of help others. And, um, you know, even if it's not thousands of dollars, but just something to, you know, make somebody's day. Why not? Yeah. So where did the passion come from to, you know, grow this, uh, to start this business? Um, again, I love fashion. Um, I love style, but I never pursued it because um, it's so competitive and I know, you know, with Instagram, with social media alone, there's so many influencers and fashion bloggers and, you know, people that are really good in that area. So for me, I just almost thought to myself, like, man, it's never going to happen. And I was so committed to hockey. So I just never pursued fashion. And so, um, yeah. And then uh, a lot of my friends have a small businesses and with my MBA, I felt like I wasn't utilizing my skills with my prior job. And I just was like, man, I, I have a void. Like, I feel like I could be doing something and I just don't know what it is. And my sister, everybody knows Lily LP. She, uh, she was wearing some earrings and I asked her, you know, what, uh, where she get them. And she said her friend made them. So literally clicked like a light bulb. And I was like, Oh, why don't I just do jewelry? And then I thought about making them. I was like, no, I don't get the time for that. I don't want to do that. So, um, 
I buy like, I buy affordable, they're, they're quality jewelry pieces, but I don't make them. No, let's be real. So, um, yeah, so I, 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 you know, did the non-fun stuff. I did the market research. I did, um, my business plan. I, you know, I had money on the side, so I knew, you know, I would be invest. It, luckily it's a small startup, but I knew, um, you know, I wanted my money to be to good use. And so I just pursued it and, you know, took that risk and yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm happy and I love it. And, um, obviously I have goals and so I'm just striving to meet those goals and kind of go from there and hopefully maybe one day become like a little retail boutique or something. So definitely, definitely goals to, to look forward to. Nice. Well, congratulations and like, Thank good you. job. I really appreciate Impressive. it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's a huge risk, you know, you're scared of yeah. what people are going to say, you know, Oh, really? Like, you're not going to make much of that. And honestly, I'm not doing this for money. Like, obviously I like money, but I'm not, at the end of the day, this is not my income. Like it's not paying my bills. So I know that. So I'm also very, very realistic. Um, but at the same time, it's only helping me, you know, it's, it's yeah. helping me how to market. It's helping me how to sustain relationships with customers. It's helping me, um, you know, email marketing, content, everything. So I think that's huge right now. in in, in our world's, uh, you know, way of communicating is, utilizing social media and um you know you guys are the perfect example of that you know so getting that word of mouth you guys don't you guys aren't physical you guys are all like internet you know so just that's that's what i'm learning right now it's kind of like this the technology aspect of it i think it's cool too because you kind of have the uh hockey side where you can go to these tournaments and set up your booth and it's totally different you know yeah the moms are there you know the i was it's I was so perfect. I was actually really nervous about that because I was like, Wait, it's you know, perfect. It's like well, what Elon did with the coffee thing, you know. It's like yeah. people, everyone, moms go to the games, you know, sisters, they're there. So yeah, and I actually because me and Ethan are pretty close, and you know, we had plans to kind of collaborate together, and you know, he would have his coffee shop, I'd have my little jewelry <laughs> on the side. So, um, but I agree. I mean, I I was so scared because I thought it would only be. You know, I was like, man, I'm at a hockey ring. Like, this is not a good audience. Like, nobody is going to buy it. And But it turns out at night, oh, my God, that's when I got the most sales because all the girlfriends were coming by, oh, and they were just like, I love it. And the men's games and stuff, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they are probably tired of watching their boyfriend's second or third game, so they're like, I'm just going to walk around or something. Yeah. So they were literally shopped while their boyfriend was playing. I was like, oh, this is so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and, and the good thing is it's, it's still what I would wear. It's what I believe in. It's what my style would be. So I believe in what I sell. And I think there's some sort of authentic authenticity to that. So it's just kind of cool to, you know, be able to talk about my products, but also believe in it. I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean? Like, I like my brand. So Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's yours. You grew it and uh, you're proud of it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm proud of it. Um, we, so, so before you were talking about how in Virginia and stuff, there weren't a lot of girls that were playing hockey and stuff like that. And when you got to California, you were playing for the juniors and you're playing with the men's like peewee bantams and stuff like that. And I noticed a couple of years ago, Narch implemented a girls like 14 U division. And I know state was doing, well, at the time it was 2001 and younger. Um, do you wish that you kind of had more girl or women leagues to grow up and play in rather than playing with the boys all the time? Or is that one of the things you thrived off of? Uh, both in a way. I mean, I obviously I'd love to have girl divisions because not only on the playing aspect, but the friendship, like you would, you make so much 
more friends through girls, obviously. Growing up, I feel. I think playing boys was so hard. Like, just any girl will tell you. They just were so mean, so rude. Just They didn't think you're good. Like, they oh, they were just the worst. Sorry, boys, but you guys are mean when you're teenagers. You no, guys, I mean, yeah. My sister will tell me what the guys will say to her on the ring, and I'm like, Jesus, they are ruthless. But she's like, good, too, though. She's just a tank. She's just – I don't even want to play against her. She's just mean. <laughs> So imagine when you're like 17 or an 18-year-old boy and a girl beats you. Obviously, you're not going to be happy. So I get it to an extent. Um, but going back to your question, Jordan, I would have loved to have a girls' division. I think it it promotes the sport. You know, I think it, it makes society look good that they invest in girl leagues. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, I, in Virginia, I didn't have that resource. And um, I don't wish that upon anybody. I mean, I thrived on boys' leagues, and I, it made me the player I am today. Um, but obviously, I, I like being with girls or, you know, you, there's so many common interests that, that you can't have with boys. So I would have liked to have both. I think I could have had both if, you know, the ranks did implement that, but I never got the chance, but it's okay. It's not a big deal. <laughs> well, you were, we were talking about the rink rat rivalry a little bit earlier, but, and then you kind of touched on that. You talk to some of those girls, like, you know, every day, every other day, um, and you guys kind of started another like little brand of your own, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, it's called Roller Hockey Life. Um, it just came out about a, a month ago, I want to say. Um, so Laura Vejaranta, who's on Rink Rat, and Jennifer Friedman, who's on Rink Rat, um, they're kind of the brains behind the operation. And so um, Laura came up to me one time or one day and was just like, you know, if you're looking for work right now, especially with the quarantine, like I'd love to have you as a a content writer for the website. Like if you want to write some articles and I'm like, yeah, like I love the, what you guys are striving for. So basically to put it out there, it's a blog that emphasizes um, more so the lifestyle of roller hockey and just like the educational aspect of it, whether it's training, um, drills, products. So, um, you know, we, we, it, it's, it's cool. I mean, we have tons of ideas right now. So, um, it's still in the works and we're trying to grow our fan base and, um, you know, definitely room for potential. And, uh, I, I, I like, it. I, tr I truly think it's, it's very unique, especially from, for being girls, like we're the run, we're the ones running the show. So it's kind of different for sure. And, um, I think people will be impressed by the knowledge that we have. And, um, just because we're the ones writing the content. So we're the ones that, you know, we're doing from what we've learned through our years of hockey and, um, you know, saving our opinion. So, um, we've had good feedback. A lot of guys, a lot of, we had one guy actually today that said, you know, he loves the articles that we've been writing and stuff. So I think it's being uh, reflected well and, uh, and we're doing interviews too. So it's kind of cool. We kind of get different aspects and different stories. And I know people love interviews, especially right now. We all, all we have is time. So yeah. why, not, why not take a minute to read it? Right. Absolutely. No, I thought it was cool. The one of junior, you, you did that one of junior today, right? Mm. That was cool. I liked the right, perfect person to do it for. So I was like, yeah. And the summary before and everything was really cool as well. Um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then you got into it. So it was a, uh, I like it. Yeah. I like what you guys are doing. You guys have this different aspect of blogs, but also kind of, you know, you had did one on training tools, um, just in informal stuff where people can find. So, yeah. And, and I think right now with the quarantine, I think honestly, it's helping our sport. Yeah. I think, you know, people are trying to find time to kill and, you know, if they come across our articles or they come across your guys' podcasts or, you know, I truly think it's benefiting our sport, which is kind of sad, but it's kind of cool. You got to, you know, look at the uh, silver lining with this quarantine. So it's kind of. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I think if anything, I've, I've realized that like, 
the roller hockey community is like, I wouldn't want to be a part of any other like yeah. sports community. Yeah. Just like my boys, I get to FaceTime here and there. Like we did a Connex chat last Friday and it was good to see all those guys. And yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're a resilient bunch. And our goal is honestly, we're not in competition with anybody. We want to promote everybody. We want to promote different brands, different companies. You know, we are trying to do our best to be unbiased because, um, I'm sponsored by Lebeda. Lebeda. Yeah. Those girls are sponsored by rink rat. So I think it's smart on their end to kind of get me because when I looked at their website, I'm like, yo, you guys got to put some other companies on there. Like <laughs> they had a rink, <laughs> they had a rink around like, yo, we got to keep this unbiased. And like, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's no, awesome. I, think, I think Rob can speak to it. I mean, like sometimes it's a little tough and like the line that you walk. I know you guys do an awesome job at it. Right. It's, it's primarily all Rob. Jordan and I are just here for our looks and laughs. So, um, well, because you want to Sorry, because you still want to have an opinion. You don't want to just yeah, be like a exactly. and be like, exactly. You yeah, know? you you want to be real. You don't want to just lead them to somewhere that's not true or a product or something like that. That's not, you know, that's true. You want to, you don't want to be biased, but you know, if someone asks you, still need you a, a voice, it's, it's, it's a hard balance. I, I got to give it to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, I think it's cool. It's unique that it's, you know, the girls behind it, you guys are doing it. You guys have this, you know, the friendship you guys have and the battle on the rinks too. So yeah, it's cool. I like it. You know, Thank you. check it out. Yeah. Roller hockey life, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, that's it. Rollerhockeylife.com. Okay. That's our main, that's our main platform. Just so you can come across any articles. Um, again, there's drills on there. If you guys are looking for, you know, any outdoor drills right now, um, reviews on the green biscuit puck, uh, yeah, and there's going to be more content coming up, so you guys be on the lookout. And don't forget about Bizo Biju. Yeah, Bizo Biju. Bizo Biju. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll run an ad on there. Why not? Yeah, like, all over the place. Well, Elisa, we gotta we gotta do a little roller trivia with Perry and Aldi here coming up. But uh, this has been great. We really appreciate you taking the time and hanging out with us and, and chatting a little bit about, um, you know, kind of your come up and, and France and, uh, your parents and everything. And man, we just, we appreciate the time. Absolutely. And just, uh, just to let everybody know if they are interested in at all playing in France, um, I'm super lucky that I've been able to maintain friendships out there. So if anybody is interested, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help you girls or guys. Um, I could definitely, that's awesome. That's yeah, cool. I can definitely help you guys and get you guys the right connections for sure. Cool. Well, like uh, Kev said, thank you for taking you know, an hour out of your day. For, and oh, yeah, of course. And uh, it was fun talking to you, get to know more a little about you and, you know, playing hockey in France and that rivalry. It's uh, it's always – it's fun to see, but it's cool to know, you know, the backstories behind it and uh, the friendships too. So Thank you. Thank you. This was so much fun. So different. Yeah. Of yeah, course, we'll you. have to, uh, we'll have, we'll have more ladies on here where we want to do more like in-person ones too. Cause those are fun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Maybe keep what you guys the- are doing. Honestly, it's, I promise you guys are up there. Everybody's like, roll her down news, roll her down. It's awesome. So I, I truly that. applaud what you guys are doing for sure. Really appreciate. It. Thank you for joining again. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next pod. All right. Welcome back to the RDN good roller trivia segment. We got Kyle Krunagel and reigning champ. Kyle Aldrich, how are you boys doing this afternoon? Good, how are you guys doing? Not too bad. I'm not asking you. Oh, you no, he was asking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll get right into this. We know you guys got some pickup pick up hockey to get to. So um, for everyone that doesn't know, it's the uh, best out of three question. 
um, and we'll put the questions up here. And Kevin, Jordan, and myself, we'll, uh, we'll list each question um, one through three. So first question up, we're going to go with Kevin. He's going to be asking this question. Here we go. Boys, who scored the game-winning goal in the 2017 Narch Pro Championship? Kyle Novak, Cody Kettler, Alex Kyle, or Corey Kettler? Got I'm 10 ready. seconds. All right. I think I'm ready. You guys are ready? All right. We'll go, uh, we'll go on three. Same time here. One, two, three. Cody. Corey. Oh, you said corndog. I said Cody. He said Corey. With, and it is Cody Kettler. Yeah. Uh, Aldi, Aldi the, is up 1-0. So. The hardest thing for me is I get them mixed up all the time. So probably up until like last year when I heard somebody call him corndog, I didn't know which one was which, and I would always get them mixed up. So I kind of got lucky on that one. <laughs> all right. Do you, remember, like, do you remember him and Tanner, Corey and Tanner, getting into it in Atlanta I, a couple of years ago? <laughs> I don't. But I do remember the goal because – Cody had like come right up the slot and it was kind of a muffin slap shot. Like he didn't get all of it for sure, but it was still placed well. Um, but it kind of fooled um, whoever that tenue was. Redmond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, it was, it was a crazy play. I was, I was, I was a little butchered in the crowd and uh, that game was unreal. That was a great, great roller hockey game. So yeah. Fantastic. Question two, Jordan, you're good to go. After, after being down 4-0 in the double IHF 2015 championship game, Canada came back to win 6-5. to five. Who scored the game-winning goal? Brendan Lascombe, Dave Hemming. Oh, my gosh. A baby Joshua, with a stick. Sorry. Read that one more time, sorry. Kyle's kid almost I, high I, sticking in the up, face. I see it up there. After being down 4-0 in the 2015 WHF Championship game, Canada came back to win 6-5. Who scored the game-winning goal? Brendan Lascombe, Dave Hammond, Josh Foote, or Thomas Woods? Got 10 okay. seconds. Okay. 10. I think I'm ready. Nine. You're all, you ready, Aldi? You go three seconds, yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Dave Let's Hammond. Go. Oh, neither of you are right. It was Thomas Woods. Woodsy? Oh. He does. Lost him. I was like, there's no way because I had guessed him. He was one of the answers for, someone for like the first trivia I did. So I was like, there's no way they'd use him twice, right? That was a good guess. <laughs> it would have been unreal. <laughs> All right. One more last, question, right? Last question. Either uh, Krunegel ties it up or all oh, the So I'm over two right now. Here we go. Which female was the first woman to play in the men's pro division? Laura oh, another one. Ali Era, Sarah Beer, or Kayla Demet? You got 10 seconds. Ten. Nine. I'm ready. Eight. Seven. You ready? Okay. I think I'm ready. All right. We'll answer on three. Three, two, one. Kayla, Kayla Demet for Vision Vanquish. Played against her. Yep, you are correct. Both Damn it. Correct, so. I didn't play in that game, but I remember there was an article about it, too. When they yeah. were doing um, Revision and Svoboda, they were doing – do you guys remember the articles he was doing about, like, backgrounds of people's lives? 
Yeah. One for every game of like and I think it was one of the first couple ones. She was one of them, so that's why I definitely remember that. Oh, the huge blogs. They were like yeah. stories. I remember that. Yes, exactly. I thought you were talking about his Instagram posts. My bad. Uh, uh, no. Well, Aldi, <laughs> you win. You uh, move on to next. So, congratulations. Boys, thank you again for uh, joining the uh, RD and Good Aldi, Roll. holy cow, dude. Yeah. You're killing the trivia, buddy. Kyle already walked away. He's kind of sour. He's going to chug his beer. <laughs> and he's going to mow his lawn. Let me see if I can flip this camera around. He's got a putting green. Dude, he lives a dream out there. Oh, I'm ugly. I don't know how to flip this around. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Aldi. Dang. That's nice. Yeah, we got but it has, I mean, you can't, there's no sticks in it right now, but you can see, like, there's nine. Got nine open. There's nine different holes. He does it all. It's crazy. Oh, shit. Is this, is this where you were moving back to, uh, Kroonagle? Is this your parents? No, no, My grandparents' house, and my parents are moving into it. Dude, that house is amazing. I want to yeah. live there. <laughs> That's unreal. That Once you get nuts, come out to like man. NorCal, like if you if there's any San Jose tournament, I'm just waiting for a big men's San Jose tournament. It's I about what an hour from San Jose. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey boys, thank you for joining the uh, Good Roller uh, trivia part. Uh, Sorry, uh, you couldn't defeat Aldi, but we appreciate I'm going to come back. I'm going to keep reviewing, and I'm going to come back. <laughs> That's what everybody said so far, so we'll see. <laughs> Thanks we'll for having guys, us, guys. Yeah, we'll let you guys give it to your pickup game. Have a good right, one, guys. Talk to you later.